Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. All right, good people. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 2 of Discover the Leader in You. And I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. And, you know, it's going to be interesting today. We're going to be talking about how innovative technology is changing the landscape of learning all for the better. And, you know, we see technology advancing all around us. From phones to now even cars, it's clear that technology has become so much a part of our lives that many people feel like they can't function without it. So it only makes sense that technology has become vastly important in the educational arena. In order to compete on the global stage, we must keep up with technological advances or we risk being left behind. Now, to help us understand how technology is changing from an educational perspective, we have the founder and president of Innovative Education Solutions, Janelle McLaughlin, joining us live in the studio today. But before we get to our very dynamic guest, I just want to remind everybody, hey, if you want to go for a deep dive, if you want to do a coaching strategy session that's free of charge to help you kind of figure out where you're going and how you want to move forward, make sure you navigate to jasoncarthen.com and just just click on the coaching tab. There's a lot of useful information there. I also provide a lot of free stuff as well. So I would love to be able to connect with you and make sure that you can join thousands of others who have accelerated their business through my I Speak Life Academy coaching. One last thing, if you are ready for this, if you're ready to hear me every day, then you need to download the official Jason Carthen Enterprises app. It's on the iTunes store and the Google Play store. I would love to be in your back pocket with daily motivation, quotes, all those other things to encourage you to walk in your purpose on a daily basis. Now, Without further ado, I want to introduce you to a young lady who's doing some big things. She's all over the place in terms of her impact, and it's my understanding she's even hailing from Florida today. And for those of us in the frigid temperatures, that is a good thing. I want to say that to you. (laughs) Now, Janelle is an educational consultant, presenter, coach, keynote speaker, and trainer. Over the years, she has been a classroom teacher and a district administrator, but today Today, Janelle is an entrepreneur, a blogger, a social media strategist, and a tech enthusiast. These passions and experiences led her to begin her own company, Innovative Education Solutions. She gets to utilize her teaching and leadership talents by working with schools and districts to make their jobs easier and more efficient while focusing on their people. Janelle, it is great to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Great to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Janelle, I told everybody just a little bit. And it's our understanding that you're in Florida while the rest of us are just kind of freezing around here. But you're getting ready to come back to the rest of us now, huh? 
I am. I'm getting ready to come right back to the Midwest frigidness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cold and it's waiting on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Janelle, I have been looking forward to this interview because, you know what, we have from Elon Musk to iTunes to Apple, all these technological advances, these self-driving vehicles, it seems like if we are not ready with technology, we will get left behind. And and I want you to sort of share with the listening audience how what you do has greatly improved the learning environment for both students and educators. And Jason, you're right about um, just how the technological landscape is changing, and it continues to. Most of the careers that our students are preparing for today don't even exist yet. So it's our jobs in the educational field to help prepare them for whatever might happen after they leave us. So it's no longer about um, just helping them memorize facts or um, statistics even, but we really have to change how we are teaching the students that are in classrooms today. So that's a lot of what I get to do. Like you mentioned, I've been a classroom teacher and a district administrator, but right now the work I get to do um, impacts people on a, on a larger scale because I'm working with more people, which is fun for me. Um, so what I focus on mostly is helping teachers and administrators transition their learning environments to be more student-driven, mm-hmm. um, teaching them how to empower students to be in charge of their own learning. Um, and then because of the technology that we have available, students and teachers and administrators all have access to readily available data that should help guide the decisions that they're making about learning every moment of every day. So again, I'm helping them learn how to leverage all of those tools um, and strategies that are available so that they're preparing their students to be uh, prepared for after they leave the school. Wow, Janelle, that is good stuff. And it sounds like you have a firm grasp on just understanding what it's going to take. I love the opening line that we are preparing our young people, our students, for jobs that do not even exist. That can be that can be sort of daunting uh, if you really think about it, because, you know, we're charged with a task that really really is asking us to do something that's never been done before. We, we need to look forward and make sure if there are some baselines that existed previously, we have to go beyond them because <laughs> we don't know now. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And it, so it's my understanding you're going all around the country doing this with your impact yes. now, right? Wow. I have worked in um, over 30 different districts. Wow. In our country, and I've even worked with a district in Mexico. So I say two different countries. And <laughs> Absolutely. Different districts <laughs> wow. So so one of the ways that I think many people um, see things changing around them is that it, it's almost like when you have something rolled out, say an iPhone, iPhone 7, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, in the next six months, <laughs> the next one is coming right. out. It's almost like you, you can't keep step with it. So mm-hmm. this, this question is off the beaten path here a little bit, but for those mm-hmm. individuals that are a little frightened with this whole technology thing, what would you say to them in terms of, especially the teachers that really like the mm-hmm. old-fashioned great books and other things like that, what would you say to them to encourage them to jump in the fray and say, okay, no, you can't be left behind? Yeah. What would you say to them? I actually work with a lot of those teachers that are more reluctant to make the changes. Um, what I what I have found works the best is I have to first dis- 
discover their fears. So the only way to do that is to listen <laughs> and watch body language. Um, and then I know that I'm not going to get them to buy into anything that I say unless I help um, alleviate those fears first and build that relationship with them. So um, a lot of times it really is a, this, um, there's so many new initiatives in education all the time, and that has been that way forever, not just with technology. And so uh, a lot of hesitance comes from teachers thinking, oh, this is just one more thing that will be on its way out in a couple years. Right. So my job after um, building rapport with them and helping to alleviate fears is to show them how their job will be easier. And so that that impact is different for each teacher. Some teacher wants to make their instruction more engaging for students, so I'm able to show them how to do that. Um, other teachers just want to know how it's going to save them time. So I can show them how to do that. Um, mostly, though, I, in your intro, you mentioned about the passion that you bring to the work that you do. And I feel like uh, I'm equally passionate about the work that I do. And so I feel like a lot of that actually carries over um, into what teachers are picking up. So I've only a few times had people downright refuse to do things. <laughs> and uh, at that point, that's not on me. That's on their school administrator to, <laughs> to push them all along. Right. But um I mostly want to expose them to what's available and show them how to use it. A lot of it is just working with them where they are and helping them take that next step. Instead of, um, a lot of times they are also fearful because they think they have to be proficient at everything at once. And so I kind of dial that back to them and say, let's pick one thing that you know is going to be able to um, be accomplished in the immediate and let's set some steps. So we, I'm always very structured in, by this date, what are you going to do? Okay, and then I check back in with them. So we just set these action steps that are achievable, and then as they get comfortable with that technology tool or that strategy, then I challenge them by introducing something new. So it's about breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, I guess. Wow, Janelle, I love this. I mean, one of the things that you said at the very beginning of your narrative there, you said, hey, discover their fears. And many people, especially from a sales cycle, uh, pe people will just go, well, you know what? This is great. Just do it. And you're saying, no, let me kind of get a feel for who you are and what maybe some of your app apprehensions may be. And, and then we'll work through that. And I think that is awesome because many people – you know, they'll reject something if they don't feel like it's uh, a fit for them. But it sounds like you're going the extra mile, you know, with innovative, innovative education solutions. So that is awesome. Make sure you continue to do that. And I think you'll probably continue to have quite a bit of success uh, where that's concerned. So let me ask you this then. Now, with all the traditional maybe outdated modes of education. <laughs> Do you feel like the ability to engage people with virtual learning is helping to change things? Or is it something that is another hurdle for people to have to deal with? Um, I think both. You're always going to have people in both camps. Um, mm. I I still do encounter um, too many teachers that want to be the that stage on the stage where they're standing in front of the class and just um, expounding on content. Mm -hmm. um, but what I am finding is there are a lot more teachers with open mindsets willing to see how virtual learning can change what they're doing. Um, if you think about when we were in school, Jason, um, there was one expert in the classroom, and that was the teacher. Right. Uh, yeah. But virtual learning has changed that. You know, 
no longer do students have to just sit there and consume information and write facts and be ready to regurgitate those on an assessment. Um, with virtual learning opportunities, our, our kids literally have the world at their fingertips now, and the teacher's no longer that sole expert. Mm-hmm. Teaching becomes more about helping students become those critical and creative thinkers that they need for those jobs that don't even exist yet. Right. We want them to learn how to formulate their own questions and take charge of their own learning. Um, and then that, that virtual world just lets that be so much easier because of that, that readily available data I mentioned earlier. There are so many assessment tools that are deeper than just a paper, pencil, multiple choice type of test that we used to get because they were easy to grade, you know? Right. Now assessments are um, tapping into those critical thinking skills that we're trying to build in our students today. And teachers are still getting real-time feedback. And better than that, even students are getting that real-time feedback. And so then um, they can tap into what else is available virtually to make their learning more personalized and more meaningful. That is good stuff. And I I have to agree with you. I didn't know how you were going to respond to that. But one of the things that I've learned with my students, I I serve as the doctoral advisor for several Ph.D. students and even my MBA students. And they love the idea that they can engage their work in a very asynchronous way where they can deal with it and do what you shared, you know, come to those Mm -hmm. critical thinking gaps that they have to grow. Or else, you know, last resort, they'll send me a note. <laughs> but one of the right. things that they love to do is figuring out on their own. Now, now this begs a question, though. What about those students that do not perform well <laughs> in that environment? They don't like the right. whole virtual thing, and they would rather have more of the Socratic method taking place with the teacher up front and engaging everyone and having roundtable discussions. What about them? So my favorite environments are blended learning environments where you're blending what the teacher brings to the table along with the virtual options that are there. Mm. Um, Before I get into that too much, though, I will sidebar to say most kids are going to choose that direct teach method because that's what they're comfortable with. Um, By the time they get to high school, they haven't had as much opportunity to to guide their own learning, and so they don't know what to do with that freedom unless it's been scaffolded and structured in that way since the beginning. So they can definitely change their mindset and start to drive their own learning, but it takes a lot of work on the teacher's part to build that foundation to allow them there. So I will say even if they choose it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best way for them to learn. It's just what's most comfortable for them. Okay. Um, Okay. But going back to the blended learning environment, I mean, I... I'm still a teacher. You know, I I will always be a teacher, no matter what my title is. Um, And I know some teachers fear that with the the digital push, that there will become a time where they're not needed in instruction, and I don't see that ever happening. Teachers are still the ones that are structuring the learning. Um, They're still the ones that know how to teach and how to set up a classroom. And so... Um, they they are still the ones there that are facilitating that instruction for the students. So one of my very favorite models, um, I, I call the station rotation model. So um, in that, you have an independent station, which is typically um, on computers, laptops, tablets, um, something where students are guiding their own learning that way. And then it's personalized for whatever they're ready for. Um, then there's a collaboration station where they're working on performance tasks with their fellow students because we know that regardless of what your job's going to be after 
high school or after college, they're going to have to know how to collaborate with teammates. Um, and then that's the, the goal. Season, Let me don't right? don't forget your third one. Don't forget your third one. But yes. I have to chime in. I'm telling you, when I go into these organizations <laughs> and they mm-hmm. bring me in to help and figure out why there is a negative or toxic culture, they're saying it's like people just can't get along. They don't want to collaborate. So for everybody listening right now, y'all need to listen to Janelle and what she's saying. <laughs> we must grow through collaboration. Stop fighting, folks. <laughs> so yes. all right. So go ahead. Your third point i just had to do that public service announcement. no i completely <laughs> agree with you um and the third one is that teacher directed station so the teacher can work with a third of her class or his class at a time being able to um, have more of a small group atmosphere mm-hmm. and still do that direct teach so they're still touching on what needs to be flat out taught to the students but then the kids are also being able to tap into their independent work time and that collaborative work time and that's something that can be um, implemented in any grade level, any content area. Okay. So let me ask you something. We're going to switch gears here for a second. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being the case, well, before I even say that, hey, everybody, we are on with Janelle McLaughlin. We are talking about just the idea of technology is changing the landscape of learning for the better. And she has already been sharing quite a few nuggets. And I just love this. I love tech. I love all those different things associated with it. But switching gears here for everybody that's listening, because we know this is Discover the Leader in You. Janelle, we have to ask, how can businesses utilize some of these virtual learning solutions? Because you just intimated that your three areas there could be used in any environment. So how could a business, you know, utilize maybe these virtual learning solutions? I'm glad you brought that up, Jason, because this is something that I've talked to people um, from all different industries before. And one of the things that I hear um, time and time again from people that work outside of the education sector is that professional development um, is pretty flatlined. It's it's more of a, um, I'm going to deliver the content, and I don't care if you get it or not. Mm. Um, that that's one of the attitudes even that a um, that a trainer actually flat out said when I said what are your learning outcomes They're like what do you mean <laughs> wow. I don't need learning outcomes my job is to deliver the content their job is to listen so um, <laughs> and I've heard that also from from other industries where they are taking advantage of e-learning um, platforms and virtual learning solutions but they're still making it very dry like read this manual but it's just online at that point. Um, so going back to what we we're saying, and again, tapping into the teacher and me, regardless of what business it is or what you're wanting your, your people to learn, those, those sessions, those virtual learning solutions or e-learning platforms, whatever you're tapping into, needs to be engaging and interactive. There needs to be built-in accountability so that you know people are actually... Um, synthesizing the information that you're wanting them to. Um, But then there also needs to be that face-to-face time at some point, too. Where are they discussing it? It, Even if it's face-to-face through a virtual or through a video conference with colleagues, that's Mm -hmm. okay, too, because, again, we're wanting to pull back in that collaborative nature. We're wanting to foster those collaboration skills across any industry. Mm -hmm. So um, what point in these virtual learning solutions do we pull in real people? (laughs) Either either the real professional development specialist um, or those teams that you're wanting them to discuss and collaborate on um, 
some type of performance test surrounding what you've already laid out there. Oh, my goodness. Now, so this is great. And I have to tell you, you're going to get pushback on this sort of thing. But that's good because, <laughs> you know, if you're getting pushback, you understand that you are actually helping people to reach for their growth edges. And many people don't like that. But what I will say to you is that this is exciting because I'm glad you're out there and you're doing the work. Because many times people will go, you know what, what's wrong with just giving someone a manual? Now, one of the biggest pushbacks that I get when I go into organizations, the leaders, the supervisors, the C-suite executives, they're all like, wow, you know, Dr. J, you're here. Thank you so much. But HR will go, what? Like, <laughs> what do you want us to do? We already have this training in place. We don't want to go outside of this because what it does, it smacks up against the norm. And what you're doing, you're going against that. If you're talking about learning objectives and outcomes, that stuff does not allow people to just sort of check the box. So, Janelle, let me ask you this. If you're going to have outcomes, and now this may sound weird to people, but if you're going to have outcome-driven activities, which we all should have, um, you know, how do you set that? Do you set it at the beginning, or is it something that, it's a moving target for people and you, you don't have to go long into your explanation, but just share sure. your thoughts on that. Well, I think all learning objectives and learning outcomes should be based on what needs are present currently. Mm. So my learning um, objectives for one piece of the training is going to be different than my learning objectives for the next piece of training and to get even further out there, <laughs> which will push back even more. Mm-hmm. My learning objectives for one employee may be different than for another employee wow. based on what they need. Okay. Um, and honestly, if I'm if I am the person in charge of training, if I am in HR, I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that they're learning and not just consuming. Wow. And there's a big difference there. Okay, so I just and many people know how I do things, especially when I post video of me in the studio. But I'm just taking notes here, and I'm going, hmm, yeah, you're gonna get pushback. <laughs> behind I get this. that. <laughs> I'm all right with that. All right, very good. Yeah, there you go. So, Janelle, we're going to run out of time here fairly quickly, and we're just, like, moving along. We could talk about this for a long time. But let me ask you uh-huh. this. If people wanted to get in contact with you, and I know you have a busy uh-huh. schedule, how could people get in contact with you at Innovative Education Solutions? Well, I have several ways that people can get in touch with me, Jason. Um, one is my website, which is just innovativeeducationsolutions.net. I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn, and I love connecting with people on both of those platforms. Um, If you want to go old school and send me an email, I'm happy with that, too. And my (laughs) email is janelle.mclaughlin at gmail.com. So lots of different ways to connect. Um, I'm pretty sure if you just Google me, you'll find all of that stuff as well. (laughs) Okay, good stuff. Well, everybody, make sure you reach out to Janelle. And, you know, one of the things that we want to do is not stand flat-footed as we continue to face the future. And there's so many things taking place around us. We need those people that are trained experts that can walk us through some of these things. And that's that's why I wanted Janelle to be on the show. And that's who I've seen her to be and engage with her around certain topics. So this is good stuff. So, Janelle, and just keeping with the, the remaining minutes that we have, you know, you talk about sharing maybe the, the best practices for leadership on your website. That's awesome. All right. But how do you carry that sort of thing out on a virtual platform? Because leadership is not for the faint of heart. You know, it's a very nuanced uh, sort of thing. So how do you do that? I'm sure our listeners would love to know that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jason. I'm, I think a lot of times we um, throw the label leader or leadership into areas that shouldn't be labeled leader or leadership. So right. that is another one of my passion areas. Um, my favorite way to share those best practices are face-to-face, but uh, I also do a lot of one-on-one coaching, and that can happen in person or virtually. And on a regular basis, I write about leadership practices um, on my blog and on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and I also host virtual learning sessions for groups of people that want to go deeper in a more personal environment that way as well. And I'm just in the beginning stages of writing my first book on leadership. So that'll be not, not necessarily virtual um, platform, but another way that I share about my experiences and my passions around leadership. Well, congratulations. You know, that is awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've written several books. It is no joke. <laughs> I may be asking your advice along the way. <laughs> That's okay. I will be here for you. But I can tell you like this, you know, it's it's so interesting. You can always kind of get a feel for someone's passion when they decide to do something that maybe takes them out of their comfort zone. And it really, what I like to call growth edges, it pushes them. And with you writing a book, with you hosting these uh, virtual sessions, all these different things, it shows that. You're serious about this thing. And uh, that's what I want our listening audience to really take from our time today. You know, if you're looking for someone that can help you to navigate some of these changes, make sure you look Janelle up. Make sure you reach out to her because at the end of the day, we want people that are passionate and focused and they're also living their destiny with intentionality. I think many people will kind of go, okay. I'm just going to check the box, but it sounds like Janelle is serious about this thing and she wants to help as many people as she can as she moves forward. So, Janelle, before we get ready to close out here, what have we missed? Is there anything from a technological side that is coming on the horizon that we should be thinking about as educators, as entrepreneurs, as business leaders, as influencers? What should we be dealing with and what we sh- what we sh- should we be looking towards on the horizon here? You know, Jason, um, I'm, I'm just going to touch real briefly on um, two parts there that your question made me think of. Going back to the blended learning environment, technology is not going away. So if we are um, in schools and teaching our students how to leverage technology, then that does need to carry over into the workforce. And so we want to have innovative learning methods um, everywhere. Not We don't want them to get out of school and then all of a sudden have to just read a manual online anymore. So we're wanting that robust learning to continue um, as they go. But but the one thing that I um, want to focus on isn't necessarily just technology, but that we need a plan in place before implementing any new initiative. And mm-hmm. a lot of new initiatives tend to circle around technology right now. That's just where we are. Um, but I know it seems obvious to have this plan in place, but I've seen way too many school districts buy technology without a reason behind the purchase right. or a plan on how to effectively use it to benefit all their stakeholders. And I think that probably carries over into um, other industries as well. So um, I guess my my urging then would be to just make sure that you have this well-thought-out plan um, in place before starting any kind of change management procedures and, and tapping into the experts that have done that and walked that walk with people. Wow, Janelle, I think that is excellent advice. And, I, and I'll tell you this, you know, I've seen uh, different school systems and even the universities that – 
I've uh, taught at or been a guest lecturer at, it's the same thing. It's almost like if you do not have a set idea of what you want to do, then you run into this thing of, well, I I just saw the shiny penny and I'm just going to order the technology and bring it on in. And we all know that's probably not the best thing to do. So, well, Janelle, I just want to say thank you for being on the show today. And I just want to remind everybody that, hey, people like Janelle exist. <laughs> Look her up. Make sure you connect with her. And again, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Everybody, you want to make sure you stay connected. We have some great shows coming up. And days like today, just a foreshadowing of what's going to take place. Janelle, thanks again for being on. We certainly appreciated you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jason. Absolutely. All right. Take care, everybody. Until the next time, stay encouraged. Make sure you are living your life on purpose and with intentionality. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com.